0: Welcome back to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast—the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm Francine Bailey, your host, and I'm super thrilled to bring you stories inspiration, strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money and be part of a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help entrepreneurs and leaders to become leading voices in their field by leveraging what makes them unique to attract their ideal customers and make a bigger impact in their world. So I want you to experience success in your business and also live your best life now so today I'm continuing with the wealth dynamic profile with the supporter profile the third profile of the eight wealth dynamics profile supporters are excellent with people and we always be found in the middle of the party they are strong blaze energy and often distracted supporting others their flow comes from being actively involved in leading others in fun and worthwhile adventures. Famous profiles include Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook and Howard Schultz from Starbucks. Without further ado, let's discover our supporter. I have the great pleasure to be in conversation with Michelle Clark, who is Global Partnership Manager at GeniusU, but also Co-Founder and Director of Talent Dynamics, specializing in accelerating the level of trust and flow in organization. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Meaningful Work,
1: Meaningful Life podcast. Thank you very much. I'm actually not the Director of Talent Dynamics anymore because Talent Dynamics was bought by Entrepreneurs Institute in 2014, but I'm still the Co-Founder. Mm. Okay, good. Yes, co-funder. <laughs> so tell us in your own words what you currently do and what Genius is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm the Chief Partnerships Officer for Genius Group. Um and I'm also the um Global Events Manager for Entrepreneurs Institute. So so Genius Group is um Uh, made up of a a couple of companies. So we have Genius U, which is one of the main companies, which is our tech platform, which is basically, um, it's kind of like um, an Amazon for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So it's a place where entrepreneurs connect up. It's a place where they find everything that they need to do their business. So the best events that are entrepreneur events, the best programs and workshops to do, uh, the best connections, the best ways to raise investment, um, the best ways for them to create and share opportunities with each other all the best articles um, and where to find the best mentors. So, so, so Genius U uh, has about 1.2 million members worldwide um, and it's part of Genius Group. And then Entrepreneurs Institute, which is um, our kind of mentoring and training company, which is mostly made up of Roger's mentoring and training. So his crystal circle, his genius entrepreneur Mastermind um wealth dynamics master's program but also contains um all the partnership side so the flow consultant performance consultant master trainer so so uh within entrepreneurs institute i look after all the events but i also look after the partnerships and then i look after all the partners worldwide so we have about seven thousand partners worldwide obviously i don't look after all of them at the same time um i have a team that do that um but we have partners ranging from affiliates who are out there promoting say the wealth and Alex profile test to event partners who are filling our events, right up to product partners who are actually co-creating content and creating million-dollar businesses with us. So quite a, quite a broad spectrum. Um, I do quite a few things. <laughs> uh, I can see that. That's what I'm going to ask you. What a day in life with you
0: uh, looks like when you wake up in the morning to, you know, going <laughs> to bed? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, it depends what day it is. It depends what day it is. So, so depending on the day, um, each day I actually work within a different frequency. So, so for those of you who are familiar with Wealth Dynamics, you've been listening to the podcast, you'll know that the Wealth Dynamics profiles um, relate to different, either you can call them frequencies or energies. It's the side of the square. So um, on a Monday, I have a steel day, which is where I go, I meet with all the team to go through their numbers, go through their flight decks, go through what their targets were for the previous week, what their focus is for this next week. And it's, it's very steel orientated I do all the invoicing I do all the um uh go through the p ls go through the um, accounts sign off any um POs and things like that so 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 Monday is very steel based for me it's all around the numbers and and what needs to be achieved for the week mm-hmm. uh Tuesday morning is my spirit energy so it's where um I like to get connected with my mentors the rest of Tuesday is a blaze day so i um, being a being a supporter profile I do spend most of my week in blaze energy so so the rest of Tuesday is blaze um, typically on a Tuesday, uh, I'd be connecting in with partners, creating opportunities, um, coming up with ideas and ways that they can generate more money, um, figuring out what's the right level for them to be at. Wednesday is also a blaze day. Uh, so similar, but different on a Wednesday. Thursday is my dynamo day. So I don't take any calls on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday I spend the whole day writing and creating. So this is when I put my own plans together. It's when I do all of my own marketing and branding. I, I do a lot of, uh, um, Marketing for a lot of the promotions, so I'm I'm one of the key kind of promotion runners, um, and I help the rest of the team with their marketing as well. Um, and then Friday morning is Blaze, but typically on a Friday morning is more sort of mentoring. So people who directly want mentoring and support and help on stuff will call me on a Friday morning. And then Friday afternoon is my tempo time, where I basically make sure all the things that I didn't get done in the week get done on a Friday afternoon. I make sure I've responded to everybody correctly. And if I haven't, to make sure that I'm going to do it at some point, Um, and and I check that I've I've delivered on all the things I was meant to do in the week, and that I'm set up for the week ahead. So, yes, it's not necessarily a typical day, but that's kind of how the flow of my week goes. If yeah, I'm, that, I, I'm fascinated that you
0: have um, you know structured. I know that Roger Hamilton talks about um, all the um, the way that we can go through the rhythm even during the day. Actually, with yes. all those frequencies, um, so I'm I'm still uh, have to do this religiously because. <laughs> because that, that that uh keeps people much more in the flow actually when you follow a
1: rhythm when you yeah. have the
0: ability to structure your weekly it, well, it you actually. It
1: keeps you in flow, but it keeps your team in flow. So whenever you're at sort of green level and, and you're managing a team, it really helps the team to stay in flow because they know there's a particular time when they can connect in, they know there's a particular frequency they're working in. Mm-hmm. Um so it does keep the whole team in flow. Um, but more importantly, it, it helps productivity. If you think about um so if you have to go, for example, from dynamo to tempo. So, so for those that, that don't know the frequencies, dynamo being very creative, um, very innovative, maybe coming up with a new strategy, tempo being really taking care of the clients and looking after the day-to-day activity. Going between those two frequencies is like going from boiling water to freezing water. <laughs> the, the energy you use betw- switching between them is, is, is tremendous. I mean, If you think how long it takes to boil the water and then you've got to refreeze it again, Um, same, you know, if you're going between blaze and steel, it's the same, the same thing that happens. So whenever you're switching between frequencies, it actually makes your day much more challenging and less productive. If you can stay in a frequency or an energy, um, you can get much more productive and also you get better at it. So those ones that you're not so good at or don't enjoy, or they don't come so naturally, you can get super focused. Like Monday is steel is probably my lowest, um, is my lowest frequency in terms of like the percentages of my report. I think I've got like 8% steel. Mm-hmm. something crazy like that um, but it's actually one of my favorite days because I know Monday is the day everything gets sorted out everything gets worked out for the entire week and I know that I'm confident that where everybody's going and what their plans are and how they're going to hit their numbers so I don't need to worry about that then I can just mm. kind of crack on with with supporting yeah. people and getting on with my week as well yeah that's very useful tell me how did you end up uh, getting involved
0: with Genius You and doing what you are doing today oh gosh how much time do we
1: have (laughs) they no two minute version there is no two minute version um I was working at Marks and Spencer's so I was the head of training for like all the managers that were across the UK and Ireland and I just didn't feel fulfilled at all like I knew and I probably for five years I knew that I wasn't feeling fulfilled but didn't know what I wanted to do Mm. um I ended up leaving Marks and Spencer's. I don't know why, but I just did. I just had this overwhelming feeling that I had to if I was going to find what this fulfilling thing was that I was looking for in my life. Um, I set up my own company. I didn't set up my own company. That's a lie. I fell into running my own company. Like, I literally fell into it. So, somebody asked me who used to work with me, would I come and do some work for them? Because I had all this experience in training and development. They asked me, could I do a project? So I said, yes. And they said, I'd have to set up a company to charge them. Right. So I fell into running my own company and then other people just kept asking me to take on pieces of work for them as well. Cause they heard I'd started a new company. So I like, <laughs> I just found all this work. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how it was working, but I, I knew it wasn't, um, I knew it would, wasn't continue. It wouldn't continue. I knew it wasn't, I, I knew I couldn't leverage what I was doing and I didn't actually know what I was doing. So I was still trying to get a job. Um, and then someone invited me to, uh, to Manchester one evening back in 2006 to hear this guy called Roger James Hamilton speaking about wealth dynamics. And I, it was a two hour session. I went along and it blew my mind because I used all these different profiling tools in my, in Marks and Spencers. We'd use MBTI, DISC, FIROB, Insights, all of them. Um, And I thought they were all phenomenal. And and he talked about Wealth Dynamics. I was like, oh my God, like what if I actually am an entrepreneur and I just don't even know it? Um, So I registered there and then to not just do the profile test, but to also go to the workshop, which was the Wealth Dynamics experience. That was a program we had at the time. It was a weekend workshop. Um, And Roger invited me to come for breakfast along with a group of people who joined that evening and said, The real reason why he was in Manchester was not just to get people to come to the workshop, but it was to get people to understand about his mission, which was creating worldwide wealth. So he already knew about what is now the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. He already had this in his head before they were even created. He already had this mission of the fact that there's enough wealth in the world already, but it was in the wrong places and need redistributing. So the minute I sort of met him and heard this, I was like, wow, this is the group of people I've been looking for. This is my tribe. Mm. This, is this, this is this unfulfilled area in my life, which could be fulfilled by this group of people that doing something I want to do. Um, so I joined that, the network there and then. And um, yeah, with, within, that was in the November. And then i would made enough money in my business by going to his weekend workshop. I tripled the revenue in my business and doubled my, my profit. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool and I was enjoying it all of a sudden, because now I was following my flow as a supporter, even though I knew it wasn't what I still wanted to do, Um, and I went traveling with my friend, I went away for a month, I'd never done that before, in Marks and Spencers, the most holiday I'd ever had had been two weeks, so um, I went traveling, and she said, what do you really want to do, and we ended up at Vision Villas in Bali, which is the the, um, resort that Roger owns, because as a result of me going on the workshop, I'd got a discount to go to Vision Villas, so, and I just happened to be having dinner with Roger and his family one night, and kind of like yeah the short version is um not long after that he called me up and offered me a role and I started I started part-time as a business development manager still running my own training company um and within three months I, I was creating way more flow in his business than I was in mine and mine was going really well but I was having more fun and I felt more fulfilled and it was more purposeful and I just I was like this is where I want to be you know this is what I want to be doing and then he offered me a full-time role at the time so this was back in 2007 mm-hmm. so I've worked with Roger now for over well, 12 years though. yeah 12 years a variety of different roles so it's just been a morphing of roles that's ended up in Genius U but the reason I ended up as a chief partnerships officer was because when I set up Talent Dynamics in 2009 the way it grew from zero to Um, 500 consultants worldwide was through me actually creating partnerships and building really strong partnerships for people to be able to generate money so it made a lot of sense for me to come in and and do that within the group as well Mm
0: -hmm. so how did you actually react the first time that you heard that you were a supporter what was
1: your reaction and what I was gutted I wanted to be a creator. supporter i was like i don't want to go around just like carrying things and making people cups of tea but i didn't i didn't (laughs) read that's the first reaction that people get right (laughs) but i I didn't read it properly so i didn't actually know what a supporter was but I, i had this in i had this kind of perception that a supporter was someone who just went around supporting people i was like i don't want to do that i want to do something you know i want to do something that's making a difference when i really understood it and and daniel Priestley, who now runs um uh, uh, Dent, um, yeah. he, he was the person that brought Roger Hamilton to the UK back in yeah. 2006. And, and Daniel sat down with triumphant me.
0: Triumphant events, right?
1: It was Triumphant events in those days, right? Now it's, mm-hmm. now it's Dent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sat down with me for 15 minutes and explained my profile to me. And it was the most powerful 15 minutes I think you know anyone could have spent with me at that time. Yeah. Um, and he effectively did a flow consultant debrief, right? That's where flow consultant came from. When Daniel did that for me, the power of what happened to me and, and the way that my whole business transformed... And he was like, you know, Michelle, at the time I had a couple of things I was doing in my business. Um, I was trying to be a creator. He said, Michelle, you're trying to run your business like a creator and a mechanic. It's never going to, you're not going to be able to leverage it. And I said earlier on that I knew it wasn't something sustainable. Uh, He said, but the minute you start running as a supporter. And so what I was trying to do at the time, I was trying to create these amazing programs for the clients, which was really difficult for me to do. And I was always going to be outcreated by really good creators what i realized was where the value lay was that i had the relationships with the clients people just wanted me to come and do stuff for them they were just throwing themselves at me and i didn't know why and when i realized it was about the relationships and the way that i was actually networking and the way i was building those relationships i just went full-time into doing that and recruited a team around me and i actually bought a creator in who was brilliant i bought a trader in who was great at delivering and that's how my business just exploded that's how it, it tripled in size literally within three months um So it was the power of that conversation with Daniel Priestley, basically.
0: (laughs) Okay, great. So when you were a kid, which job did you want to do? Do you remember?
1: Yes, I wanted to be a hairdresser. Oh, why? Why
0: a hairdresser?
1: (laughs) I just loved having, brushing hair and having my hair brushed. I still love going to the hairdressers. It's my favorite place to go. (laughs) Most people like to go for a massage or meditation. I like to go to the hairdressers. And I still want to own a group of hairdressers. So I actually have a business that I want to, um, I'm going to put it out there because at some point somebody is going to come back and want to do this with me. I want to create green hair, which is a a licensable chain of hairdressers, which is completely environmentally friendly and is off grid. So anyone who's interested, shout me up if you're, so so despite wanting to be a hairdresser as a kid, I never studied hairdressing don't know how to do it I'm so not creative at all I can't even do my own hair but yeah still um I hanker after owning some hair <laughs> yeah so the message is out there who knows <laughs> yeah, someone will come and do it someone that knows about hairdressing and products will come and approach me and we'll figure it out and then it'll, it'll be a global business I love that I yeah green that hair.
0: that's that's super Tell me, when did you realize actually who you are and what you are meant to do in life? Is if such a moment has happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's like a, a maybe there was a, there was a I think there's been a couple of moments, mm. um, but that 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 moment at Marks and Spencer's, knowing that I was not fulfilled and that I couldn't stay there, that was a moment, and and it was if you like, it was the negative push. It was the knowing that I couldn't do this and couldn't continue. So that was one moment, but at that point, I didn't know what it was going to be, I just knew what it wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. Um when I went to the Wealth Dynamics Experience weekend, I was like, wow, this is who I am. When when Daniel explained the power of the supporter, I was like, this is who I am and this is that that made so much sense to me. And like I said, it impacted my business immediately. Sitting at Vision Villas that day with my friend, we were sat around the pool and, and she actually said to me, What do you really want to do? And we'd been out with Roger the night before and I said, I I want to go support Roger Hamilton. Like I think what he's doing is phenomenal and I want to I want to be the person that allows him to grow his vision globally and support that. And I understood at that point what a supporter was. I wasn't there to make the tea. I was there to take what was his incredible vision and strategy. And I was, if you like, the wood that he was already creating as a dynamo and I was able to set fire to that and burn that wood brightly in a way where I could take it to new markets. I could take it to new countries, to new cities. And that was the value that I could bring. So that was another really defining moment for me. And when he talked about worldwide wealth, it wasn't just that I'd found my value creator that I wanted to be aligned with. I'd actually found the person who I thought was making the biggest difference in the world that I could align myself with. So it became a it became very much a, a matching of values um as well as culture um and 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 yeah, beautiful ways of working and amazing products. So quite quite a few different moments, I think. I'm not sure if there is just one moment for people in life. I don't know. What, what was it? Was there a moment for you? Or?
0: Yeah. So um, for me, actually, so uh, when I, I discovered my profile, actually, I was uh, playing the role of a mechanic, uh, you know, uh, kind of a mechanic accumulator in a corporate.
1: And you're a star, um, right?
0: I'm amsterdam <laughs> and, you know i was in the financial industry being a business wow. analyst and you know can you believe that but that was oh what goodness. i used to be and then i just thought I, I was sensing obviously that you know this is although i knew what i did uh, you know what i was doing because i studied finance and things like that but uh, you know this my heart wasn't there yeah. and i could i could feel that so that was you know a big aha moment for me where I really discovered my profile.
1: Like, what? That's so cool. I hear so many people tell me that, right? And that's yeah. why I created Talent Dynamics and, you know, that moment when Daniel Preece did that profile debrief for me. And I was like, how many people are lucky enough to sit with Daniel Preece for 15 minutes and have your profile explained to you? Most people just read their profile and have to get on with it. Yeah. And I was like, what if there was this group of people out there who could sit down and explain your profile to you, really know it, really understand it and show you how you get in flow and show you how you get results. That's exactly where Flow Consult came from. Exactly. And yeah. the, the
0: trader also that I've um, interviewed that is going to come uh, soon, actually, she said uh, the same thing. She didn't exactly. understand her profile until yeah. the really ex- Explain what actually that meant, and she, she, you know, it just the <laughs> blue. Makes,
1: that makes my heart melt. You know, that's know. Why I, that's why I do what I do every day to hear mm. stories like that, and, and and there's so many people message me and, and tell me similar stories, or tell me how their life changed, or how their relationships changed, or their job, or their business, or but but so many people put it down to that moment when they found their their profile, in it. and yeah, for me, it's just a blessing that I get to actually do my job yeah. in a way where so many people can access this content. And, and, you know, when, when I, the reason I wake up every morning and do what I do is, is because I actually believe that everyone has a right to experience flow and to know how to create it. So, so, so having people finding their profile, having people having debriefs coming along to our programs, whatever it is, having a conversation that ignites that genius within them. um, To me, that's, that's the reason for breathing.
0: Yeah. And I think that is also my motivation. When I decided to do this Wealth dynamic podcast series, um, I think, yes, talking about meaningful work and meaningful life, when you really don't understand who you are at the core level, you Mm -hmm. know, um, is, is, you know, you need to really understand who you are and, you know, so don't even try to imitate perhaps some of the role model that you have, because there might be total different profile. Different profile. So, and then you will be there beating yourself up. How come <laughs> I can't do the same thing? Obviously you can't if you have a different type of profile. Yeah. So this is where, you know, I'm, you know, trying to, um, you know, get people from all different profile to actually experience or, you know, tell how actually they discovered, their profile and how they get in flow with that, actually.
1: That's great you're doing that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so um, tell me, uh, Michelle, is there anything that you have struggled the most in life with?
1: Oh, God, yeah, loads of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think people think, you know, that that you just go through life and, and you must have been, like, super successful, like, and just had this really eat. Easy... No, no, none of us just go through life. There's always these things that they're sent to test us and try us otherwise there's no point in living right um a number of things I mean some some pretty pivotal moments my my fiancee um committed suicide back in um 1997 that was a a major pivotal moment in my life and and another moment that really you know unsettled me in terms of like the whole meaning of life and 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 why would I spend my life doing something that not not that I don't love because I did enjoy working at Marks and Spencers but I knew it wasn't something that was making a difference. I knew I was just living a life as opposed to um, (laughs) living an extraordinary life. Like that's the difference between living a life and living an extraordinary life. So that, that was a, that was a major kind of pivotal moment for me. Mm. Um, And, you know, at one point running talent dynamics as well when um, it was like, it was, I'd taken on so much and I'd taken on so much financial risk as well at one point we were, we were running it was the year we ran the trust conference with Bob Geldof
0: yeah I remember that one you right so that was back in uh, yes Kensington 20, Kensington
1: uh, yeah it was right yeah 2014 or something like that, 2013 or 2014 and I'd taken on so much financial risk and responsibility and I had this and I still have I still have this amazingly optimistic view of life so I, I do see life through rose-colored spectacles I do see life through ex- an excited um perhaps childlike, um, view. And I did at that time. So I was like, yeah, of course it's going to work out. It's going to be this, this, and this, and then everything's going to be super successful and it's going to be brilliant. Um, and, and then it was actually really, really challenging. And at, at one point, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay the wages. Um, well, I, I didn't actually, I actually didn't know how to pay the wages like it was that bad. It was, I didn't know where the money was going to come from. Um, and that was a really, really, a really low moment when I was really struggling with how do I, Like, how how do I, how do I look after everybody else and still be able to look after myself and still make sure that I deliver on my purpose? Because for me, the Trust Conference was such a big thing. It was all about the trust movement and, um, you know, how do we lead the trust movement? How do we get people involved in that? So, so at one point I was like, I felt like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. Um, And yeah, so, so I think there's a, there's a, there's a number of defining, but those are two sort of pretty major ones Mm. that, that stand out
0: yeah so and then uh, which kind of lesson have you learned from those uh moments then um you know from, from- well yeah from,
1: from 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 my fiance passing the lesson I definitely learned was to um live my life t- to the full mm-hmm. to, to be to be really clear about what life is for um and to treasure every moment um so now each day I'll I, you know, ask myself at the end of each day, like, you know, how's my day been? what have I done? Have I made a difference in the world? How do I feel about that? And I'll ask myself those questions as I'm going to sleep and I can kind of score myself. So, so that lesson of knowing that every breath is precious, um, and that we're here for this infinitesimal amount of time, you know, despite the fact we think we've got this period on earth, it's nothing, it's nothing. It's this tiny, tiny dot that we are. And there's this tiny opportunity for us to actually do something and make a difference. So that was the first lesson. And the second lesson, well, I, it didn't stop me from being optimistic, but it, it made me, um, it's definitely made me more careful. Um, so I make much better decisions around finances. If like if 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 I was mentoring you and you were going through what I was going through, I would not let you do what I did. Right? That's a fact. I would like be like, this is not a good plan. You need, and I'd be like, this is not good. This is not safe. But you know, it all did work out because maybe that over optimism like helped me because it helped me through that situation and it allowed me to know that I was going to deliver and have that clarity and for everyone else to know as well um, but looking back in hindsight I'm like yeah I, I definitely pay more attention to the detail I'm much more aware of the numbers now I mean I say you know my steel day is my favorite day of the week now mm-hmm. um that and, and and despite the fact that I can't add it up like I actually can't do basic math in my head and the team laugh at me i count my fingers and like they literally laugh at me Um, and i can't do i can't do basic arithmetic but despite the fact i can't do those things i pay real attention to the numbers Um, i have a team that put the numbers together for me which helps but i pay a lot of attention to the numbers i analyze the numbers i get with my team and i go through that data so um it it did teach me a lesson to to be much much closer to those numbers and um not to take such big risks
0: (laughs) yeah got it yeah so um so when you think actually at your childhood how would you say that it has prepared you to be who you are today
1: i'm not sure um i had a really great childhood um my parents my parents are still together um my dad is like 84 my mom is 75 so they've been together for a long time um so i I, I was in a stable family home we were sort of um middle-class, my parents didn't have a lot of money, they didn't have a lot of spare money, we certainly didn't really go on holidays, you know, we would go camping, that would be our holiday, Um, we didn't really, we never went abroad, I don't remember going abroad, um, apart from when we lived abroad, when my dad was in the Air Force, Mm -hmm. Um, so I I remember, you know, my parents always had the view that you have to work hard for your money, and you have to get a really good job, and your job has to be secure, and if you work really hard, and and you do well at your job, then you'll get a good pension, and you can buy a good house, Um, so, so my, my childhood in, in that sense, didn't really set me up at all for entrepreneurship. No, no one, no one in my family was entrepreneurial. None of my family really, my, my sister's a little bit entrepreneurial now, I I guess. Um, but, but none of us, none of us were, none of us really had that as we were growing up, but what my parents did give me and what they did teach me was that whatever you want to do, you can turn your hand to. Um, and that you should focus on doing something that, make you, that makes you really happy. And, and, and when you do find joy in something, you should do more of it. So I discovered horse riding at an early age and my parents just actively encouraged me to go horse riding. And I was super passionate about horses and loved it. And so I learned to be fit and I learned, to, um, I learned the value of work. Uh, so I was able to give my time as a kid um, to the local horse riding stables in return for cash. Or horse riding lessons so I, I did learn the value of, of hard work and, and i had amazing opportunities um to, to make a difference as well you know raising money for local charities and stuff like that so yeah um i guess some of it kind of prepared me and some of it didn't
0: yeah. <laughs> do you still horse ride now do you still do horse not so
1: much now um i had way too many accidents okay. i bumped off a few too many times but i love my horses i still hang out with all my horsey friends i like to go visit them but i, I know that yeah falling off a horse these days <laughs> the ramifications and the time off is um quite considerable but yeah
0: uh, girls. um is there something would you say that actually um you have you are regretting of having done or not having done earlier in your life no no everything led to no i think you know
1: Maybe I, I was thinking maybe maybe I could have done the Wealth and X profile test earlier in my life, but then I wouldn't have had the same experience at that point to have known what to have done with it that I did. So no, no, I don't. No, I don't have any regrets.
0: (laughs) So that's cool. So now
1: (laughs) let's talk about money.
0: So the the reason I ask this question about money is often that sometimes people actually do actually what they love, but Mm -hmm. do not get paid well for it. Mm. Or some people get a lot of money, but really don't like or love what they are doing. So my question, my $1 billion question is that, how can we do both what we love and get paid well
1: for it? Any perspective? Well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. <laughs> in my mind, it's pretty simple. So you do something that you love, but you do something that someone else values. Yes. So if you just do something that you love that other people don't see value in, then you're That's not doing an anything. Like, hobby. <laughs> yeah, it's hobby. Yeah. It's your hobby. So when somebody sees value in something, they'll give you money. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you see value in a product, you'll go buy it. If you see value in a service, you'll, you'll invest in it. So, so people only pay for something that they value. So, so you've got to, you've got to find something that you love to do that not that somebody else loves you to do, but that somebody else sees real value in you doing, and it's something that makes a difference to them. And sometimes there's a compromise. So, so for those people who are doing something that they really don't like, but they're making lots of money, well, then you can compromise and maybe earn a little bit less money, but go do something that you do enjoy doing a lot more and make you a lot happier. Um, Maybe uh, you're, you're doing all your time something you love, but you're earning nothing. So go do something that maybe you're only spending 80% of your time doing something you love, but now you're earning some money. So there's always a way to to do that and, and to, 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 to marry the two together. And if you're measuring, if you're checking what the Japanese call their Akigai, um, which you can actually go in and, and track your score. You can go and track it, your Akigai score, you know, what you love to do, uh, with, uh, what you um, are really talented at, what the world needs right now, and what you get paid for. Like when you go in and actually track those scores – Um, And measure like which one is in alignment and which one isn't it helps you to get clearer on where to invest your time But definitely it is about doing something that you love that someone else sees real value in because they'll pay you for it
0: Mm -hmm. I also love uh, the um, wealth equation as Roger defines that uh, which says that uh, wealth equals value time leverage. Yes, so also understanding that when you have value also, it's not just about having value, but also finding the leverage as you were talking earlier, yeah. uh, about partnership as well. So, you know, not exactly. trying to do things by yourself and also how to make sure that you have other people to leverage the value that you have. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: yes, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, value is simply um, a measurement of trust. Mm. It's just simply a measurement. So the more, the more value you deliver, the more people will trust you. If you want to know, do people trust you? Then you can look at how much value you're delivering. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because if they that, them, they'll pay you mm-hmm. if they trust you because you're delivering value. So so when you're focusing at that, you just focus at how do you how do you deliver more value in a way that people can just continue to trust you even more. Um, whether that's you as an individual, whether that's the whole team that you're in, whether that's the organisation. Um, and and with leverage, it, it's a um, you, you, it's a measure that you're eff- effectively utilizing the systems and the resources in a way where you can deliver more of that value. So, um, yeah, that's how the, the value times leverage
0: yeah, equation, comes yeah, equation comes out. Great. So now let's talk about movement. So who, which movement um, are you part of
1: or are you building, leading yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm part of uh, the entrepreneur movement and also the trust movement. Uh, So the trust movement is one that I built and led um, with talent dynamics and is still, is still growing pretty exponentially now. Um, The entrepreneur movement is one that is uh, a movement led by the whole of genius group. Um, So pretty much everything I'm doing in my role is allowing me to, to work on both the trust movement and the entrepreneur movement.
0: Uh So, and how do you want to be remembered for?
1: Um, I'd like to be remembered as as I'd like to be remembered for making a difference. I would I would like people to say that um, while I was here, I actually helped other entrepreneurs to make a difference in in their businesses, so they could make a difference in the world.
0: That's beautiful. So um, now what did you learn the most from all your experience that you actually want to transmit to people? If there are a few lessons or, you know, um, key um, aspects of life that you've learned, what will that be actually that you might want to transmit to others?
1: Well, one I think you just asked me about, which is about doing something that you love that actually makes a difference in the world mm-hmm. um, and that other people value. So that, that I think is definitely one. Um, and I, I think the other thing is like, if you're doing something you don't love, or you know that something's not right, don't spend too long doing it. I think I spent a long time at, at, at m Um, I don't regret it. Like you said, I don't regret it, but I did spend a long time feeling there was something else. So, so get curious, um, go see what else is out there. And, and the biggest piece of advice I would give to everyone is have a mentor, have a mentor who is way more experienced Uh, at at a way higher level than you but who understands your profile who understands your wealth spectrum level and gets your vision um, and cares about you so the minute you have somebody in that position who can give you the guidance give you the leadership and give you the advice everything changes Mm -hmm. And and I mean a mentor different to a coach so I think have a coach as well so the coach is helping you with your business but a mentor is somebody who's already been there already done it and and instead of you dealing with all the challenges and the Trying to figure stuff out—they've already figured it out, and they can show you how to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's don't true.
1: waste time trying to figure it out yourself. Somebody already knows how to do it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. That that's totally true, actually. Um, so tell me how actually um, um, you know you keep yourself motivated even when things are not going as you want them to go. You talked about you know your f- experience earlier, but you know when things are not going, um, you know as you want and you know do you have any kind of routine or tips to help um you know uh going through like a very tough period um when everything is not really going you know as well? you yeah. are i drink champagne <laughs> <laughs> what is a cheaper
1: cheaper alternative than okay. champagne <laughs> okay if you don't have champagne um i mean I, you know all joking aside when things are tough i get with my friends and family um, and I get with those people around me who I know care for me and who I care for and, and I seek their advice. So when I say about having a mentor, you know, I include those mentors within my friends and family as well. So yeah, I'll always make sure that there's, and I'm a supporter, so I'll always turn to others for support and give support. So so that's like a hugely important um, mechanism for me and walking, going near water. Um, I just unfortunately lost my dad, my dog just recently. Um, but one of my main coping mechanisms were on a really tough day or difficult time was just to get my dog head to the lake head to the sea and just walk and and use that time almost like a meditation I could meditate while I was walking my dog and we would just be together and enjoy the air and enjoy the water and just reconnect with spirit and fundamentally mm. when things are really challenging I'll I'll always go back to my why yeah. I'll always go back to why am I doing this why am I why did I give my time to this in the first place why am I here um and as long as those questions are are fulfilled and I know that I'm doing something that's in my mission I'll always figure out the what the who the how and the when like always when you know and, and it was a it was a great mentor who once said that to me he said um he said Michelle do, do he said do something that you love that you're good at that people value he said because the minute that the shit hits the fan um if you're doing something you love you'll figure out a way to make it work if you're not doing something you love that you're passionate about that you feel is on purpose and it goes wrong you'll just drop it and start something new and it was a really really important piece of advice to me um so i think yeah just use your time well
0: yeah i think that is very important going back to the why which is important to find it in the first place <laughs> is uh, very very important uh, so tell me actually if your life was a book or a film which title would
1: that be i have no idea <laughs> I can't imagine there being a book or a film about. It. <laughs> I have
0: no idea. No idea. <laughs> so, so uh, okay. So no problem. So tell me now, uh, finally, what is your definition? Would you say of meaningful work and meaningful life?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's exactly what we've been talking about. It, it, it's something that you know is going to make a difference, um, that you can see is going to make a difference, and that others can see is going to make a difference and, and it's something where when you go to sleep at night you feel proud of yourself for having done what you did do during the day and when you wake up in the morning you feel excited and can't wait to get back out there and do more of it that, that for me is that's meaningful work and meaningful life and, and the minute you see them as two separate things so if you if, if you're trying to get a work-life balance mm. then it's not a meaningful work and life but if you have an amazing work and life where the two things are connected and everything is happy and you actually feel like your life is your work and your work is your life, um, then you've kind of, I think you kind of made it then.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. Any last piece of guidance that, um, you know, anybody who, li- who is listening out there, um, should, uh, you know, hear and then we'll say goodbye. You will tell us obviously how we can get in touch and see what you're doing actually.
1: My my last, yeah, my final piece of advice is, is given that you've listened to this podcast, maybe it's because you're a supporter or maybe because you know someone who's a supporter in a team, you've listened to this or you've listened to the other podcasts as well. Um, so you know, the value of taking the profile, you know, you know, even what Francine has said about how it became a, a pivotal moment for her life, get your kids to take it and get your kids, kids to take it and get your friends, kids to take it, um, I don't have any regrets but one thing i wished i had done is taken the profile test at a younger age and, and known about this and and been able to move into something like this quicker mm-hmm. so so definitely offer this gift of knowing your genius to the future generations please
0: beautiful now can you tell us uh, how we can find you and uh you know if you have any
1: resource also to share um go for it I am on GeniusU. I'm very easy to find. So if you go to geniusu.com, uh, you can register for free to be a member on GeniusU if you're an entrepreneur. Um, there's different levels of membership, but you can get pretty much access to everywhere. Um, as a free member, you can access all of our micro degrees, all of our events, all of our content. There's loads of free content on there. And you can friend request me. So it's Michelle Clark. There might be a few Michelle Clarks. Um, but um, if you go to the yeah, if you go to the mentors, you might. I'm quite high up on the mentor ranking at the moment. So you should be able to find me on there and just come here with me drop me a message
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much michelle it was really fun to have you you on this show and uh really um you know share your gems your wisdom on the podcast and uh, you know thank you very much for your time
1: thanks for inviting me
0: what are you committed to do today to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared on this show. Whilst you are there, leave me a message to tell me in the comments what was your key takeaway from this episode. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five star review. It will take you a minute, but it will mean a lot to me and will also help me to spread this word and being found online. So thank you for listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. The show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I will see you next week for another epic episode of this season four. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.